It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Lockdowns are being rapidly ramped up, especially in many of the U.S. states. It's happening all over the world, though. While the warp speed concoction is being pushed with unbridled fanaticism from all official sources and the corporate media, what's driving it all? The wider horizon is being completely overlooked at our own peril. I'll get to that. But first, the natives are getting restless, metaphorically. Many are starting to wake up. The pushback is finally beginning. Official sources are telling us that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but what they're not telling us is that that light is an oncoming train. This quotes from the character Morpheus in the movie The Matrix. He said, you have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged, referring to The Matrix. He went on to say, and many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. The very system that is pushing us all over the edge of the abyss. And this couldn't happen without the active or passive support of the majority of the population, which are convinced that they cannot survive without the matrix. The matrix, in fact, is pushing us all to near-term planetary omnicide. Time magazine names Biden and Harris, quote, person of the year. The power structure orchestrated political theater of mass distraction continues, and so many Americans on all sides of the manufactured political divide are completely caught up in this theater, and thus, again, blind to the wider horizon, just as those in power want them to be. The CanadaFreePress.com put out this new headline last week, quote, they first took control of the media. Consider that. Those who control the printing of money control the narrative. This is Dane Wigington from GeoengineeringWatch.org. The commercial-free global alert news hour starts now. From BusinessInsider.com, Deborah Burks states, the winter COVID-19 surge will be the worst event in U.S. history. How do they always know? Burks, Fauci, they know what's coming. It's scheduled. I challenge anybody. You, Anthony Fauci, on film on the record 2017 in front of a podium stating, quote, there will be a surprise pandemic during this presidency. He knew. We are now constantly being told that any and all of the, quote, warp speed vaccination concoctions are suddenly and miraculously 95% effective. Should we ask this question, 95% effective for what? Effective in whose opinion? Toward what end? Remember what Fauci and others stated earlier in the year that the vaccines would only be partially effective. They stated in some cases 50% effective. And now suddenly they're 95% effective with no problems at all, even though we see the problems cropping up every day with trials shut down, now with vaccine recipients being sick or dying. Is that their idea? Big Pharma's idea of, quote, safe and effective? Another headline from Reuters and other sources from last week. UK issues anaphylaxis warning on Pfizer vaccine after adverse reactions. From that report, Pfizer has said people with a history of severe adverse allergic reactions to vaccines or the candidate's ingredients were excluded from their late stage trials. In other words, 
They had no idea what this would cause because they didn't do any testing for it whatsoever. And this is the case across the board in so many arenas where vaccines are concerned. No legitimate safety testing. The public has long since been guinea pigs for this area of so-called medical science. Another headline, COVID-19, colon, four Pfizer vaccine volunteers develop Bell's palsy. For those that don't know what that is, it's a form of facial paralysis. Another headline, whistleblower, colon, FDA failed to address biohazard nightmare, that's in quotes, at Merck vaccine plant. And there's the following quote to consider. This is from a CNN medical contributor, Dr. Kelly Moore. She stated this, quote, don't be unnecessarily alarmed if there are reports, once we start vaccinating, of someone or multiple people dying within a day or two of their vaccination, those who are residents of long-term care facilities, end quote. She further stated this, when shots begin to go into arms of residents, i.e. nursing homes, Moore said, Americans need to understand that deaths may occur that won't necessarily have anything to do with the vaccine. Well, Dr. Moore, that's certainly reassuring in CNN, that if people die immediately after getting their vaccination, it's not necessarily from the vaccination, and that's supposed to make people feel that this concoction is, quote, safe and effective. Once a critical mass of populations realize the severity and immediacy of what's unfolding, panic and chaos will ensue. This moment draws near, and those in power know it. And in the background, again, that's the bottom line driving this entire equation. But about CV-19, how transparent is that entire scenario becoming? Fear is the great motivator of the masses and how well those in power know this. How many times they have utilized this basic principle. What will it take to wake the American population to the gravity and immediacy of what's unfolding, of what's being carried out? How many false flag events have long since come and gone, for example? To better gauge where we're headed, in this case, at, quote, warp speed, it's necessary to glance back, to look back at a few milestones along our previous path. The 79th anniversary of the Pearl Harbor attack has just passed. How many Americans are even slightly aware of the truth about that fateful day? How many Americans will summon the courage to actually investigate the facts? Our government and military knew the attack was coming. In fact, the U.S. government and the U.S. military did everything they could to ensure that the Japanese felt they had to attack America. America cut the Japanese supply lines early in 1941. The power structure needed the Pearl Harbor event to galvanize the U.S. population into blind and unquestioning support of all-out war. And that was exactly the effect. But for those that still don't want to know the truth, no worries. You can find many power structure-sponsored websites to tell you it isn't so, to tell you that it's all just, quote, a conspiracy theory, end quote. And about those two nuclear bombs that were ruthlessly dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, murdering 100,000 innocents or more in each case, we are told that it had to be done. But that's also a lie. When the Western military controllers demonstrated that they not only had nuclear weapons, but they were willing to use them to blow up civilian cities, 
they were able to write their own terms for taking over much of the world. Making the dollar the global reserve currency was just one factor in the equation. There are many more, but that one factor alone has allowed the U.S. empire to print as much as they want for whatever they want. That's how we have massive covert programs like climate engineering with costs into the hundreds of billions of dollars that go completely below the radar. That's how we have the Pentagon missing some 21 to $30 trillion with a T. How do you come up missing that much money? Where did that money come from to begin with? I just went over that. That's how we get to this dark place, by a completely limitless, completely out of control military-industrial complex, just as Eisenhower tried to warn us all about so long ago. John F. Kennedy actually tried to draw a line in the sand with the controllers. He was the last occupant of the White House to do so. Kennedy's quote, which we're all familiar with, but I feel the need to read before pressing on with more puzzle pieces. From JFK, this, quote, The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. JFK went on to say this, There is a very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That, Kennedy said, I do not intend to permit to the extent that it is in my control. The power structure couldn't afford to let JFK live, so they made sure that he didn't. I first saw the Kennedy assassination film when I was eight years old, and it was immediately clear to me that something was very wrong, that someone was lying. I remember asking my parents how a man could have been shot from behind and his head flew backward toward the impact of the bullet. That isn't possible. Oh, wait. It's just a conspiracy theory, we're told. Right. That's why the JFK records are sealed to this day. In our now Orwellian world, the conspiracy theory term is used in every scenario in which the truth disputes the official narrative. And that term, conspiracy theory, is the programmed response that is most often parroted by the most fearful and factless among us. After JFK, there was the Gulf of Tonkin false flag event. Not my opinion, it's historical fact, undisputed. But how many so-called patriotic Americans care? How many? As they blindly wave their flags without the slightest notion of the truth. 60,000 of our sons, daughters, mothers, and fathers died. For what? Empire and the war machine's pursuit of resources? And there's the millions of innocent civilians that were killed and are still dying today because of what our military-industrial complex did to their country. Horrible deaths. And there's Saddam Hussein's non-existent WMD, weapons of mass destruction, the excuse used for yet another military-industrial complex war of aggression in pursuit of its lifeblood, oil. How many Americans are still justifying the Gulf Wars in spite of the lies? citing the Kuwait baby incubator murder story as justification, a story that has long since been proven to be total fabrication. 
And then there's the justification for many that the Iraq military set all the Kuwait oil wells ablaze, creating a truly apocalyptic environmental cataclysm. But again, that was also a convenient lie for the Western military-industrial complex. What actually happened in Kuwait? Here's the truth, and I've covered this on previous broadcasts, but few want to hear it. U.S. Special Forces have already confessed to the crime of exploding all the Kuwait oil wells. And how many hundreds of billions were thus made by U.S. companies, companies like Halliburton and my former employer, Bechtel Power? How much money was made by this bonanza of rebuilding and taking over the oil fields? How perfectly these pieces of the puzzle fit together and how clear is the picture that they form? Now let's fast forward to the biggest false flag event of all, or given what's now unfolding, should I say the second biggest 9-11 was the new Pearl Harbor, an event that the controllers felt they desperately needed. How do I know that? Here's some facts. PNAC, the Project for a New American Century, was established in 1997 with all the never-actually-did-military-service armchair warhawks at the helm of PNAC. Dick Cheney, Paul Wolfowitz, Rumsfeld, all the rest. The sit-safey-in-an-office-while-you- send people to their death, war hawks. What exactly did PNAC state on the record? In September 2000, one year before the events of 9-11, in Section 5 of Rebuilding America's Defenses, entitled, quote, Creating Tomorrow's Dominant Force, end quote. It includes this sentence. I'm quoting. Further, the process of transformation, i.e. the militarization and pursuit of resources in the Middle East, even if it brings revolutionary change, is likely to be a long one absent some catastrophic and catalyzing event like a new Pearl Harbor, end quote. One year before 9-11, this group, these insiders of the military-industrial complex stating exactly what they needed, a new Pearl Harbor, and one year later, they got it. Anyone who thinks that 9-11 was carried out by a very debilitated diabetic in some cave in Afghanistan is living in a delusional world. Anyone who thinks that a group of Saudi nationals that couldn't fly a Cessna after a night of nightclubbing and partying could take to the air, take over jumbo jets, and outwit the entire U.S. military without this being an inside job is not grounded in reality. 9-11 was absolutely an inside job. From the original Pearl Harbor event to the new Pearl Harbor event of 9-11 to the current CV-19 scenario, we are swimming in a rapidly rising sea of lies. And about 9-11, the 9-11 Architects and Engineers Group has now released a groundbreaking new documentary titled Seven. Again, the 9-11 A&E group includes over 3,000 of the world's top architects and engineers who have already proven with peer-reviewed science study from a U.S. science institution that Building 7, 47-story steel structure high-rise, Building 7 of the World Trade Structure, came down from controlled demolitions. And how many flag-waving Americans even care about that at this point? And that's truly alarming. In fact, if you want to see a commercial, if you want to have a free commercial copy of the 9-11 Architects and Engineers groundbreaking documentary titled Experts Speak Out, 
I will leave, I'll leave 50 commercial copies at Orchard Nutrition. You can get them in the vitamin section from Orchard Nutrition. Talk to the vitamin section staff. I will leave 50 commercial copies paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org for any that want to know the truth about the new Pearl Harbor, 9-11. What does all this have to do with CV-19 and climate engineering? Many might ask it has everything to do with it because the same core group of insanity is still in charge now more so than ever. What other forms of catastrophic weather warfare have been carried out over the entire span of all the events just described and against innocent populations all over the world? Look up. If you can't see it, your eyes are wide shut. Climate engineering, aka weather and biological warfare, has been ongoing since at least the end of World War II, and evidence indicates even before. The controllers have long since laughed it up over drinks behind closed doors for decades, even centuries, laughing it up over the propensity of well-fed first world populations to blindly accept whatever they're told. If they believe by doing so, they will keep their personal party going a bit longer. Or there's the completely orchestrated political theater of mass distraction again that's polarizing, dividing, and all of this completely serves the power structure, again, now more than ever. Consider this quote from William Casey, CIA director, 1981 to 1987. He said, quote, We'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. And there's this from Nazi war criminal Hermann Goering. Quote, The people can always be brought to the bidding of the leaders. That's easy. Goring stated, he said, all you have to do is tell them they are being attacked and denounce the pacifists for lack of patriotism and exposing the country to danger. He finished with this, it works the same way in any country. Blind patriotism is simply a form of tyranny. Now again, enter the CV-19 scenario and all that goes with it. Countless issues and factors are coming to a head at blinding speed. The former paradigm is done. It's over. It's not coming back. And even now, how many are willing to turn away from countless verifiable truths, existential truths? Many are all too willing to bury their head even deeper in the rapidly rising sea of lies, even to help perpetuate the lies and disinformation if they feel it provides a paycheck and pension, which won't matter much longer. Wait and see. On that note, more headlines from the front lines. International scholars warning on societal disruption and collapse. From that report, as scientists and scholars from around the world, we call on policymakers to engage openly with the risk of disruption and even collapse of our societies. That's just the beginning. It's not just the collapse of societies. It's the collapse of the planet's life support systems, which means the collapse of the web of life, which means the end of life. That is the path we are on. Those in power, those who print the money, believe they have the right to decide who lives and who dies. Climate engineering and CB19, all a part of the equation. Another headline, Chief Medical Officer says Canadians who refuse vaccine won't have, quote, freedom to move around, end quote. From that report, Ontario's chief medical officer says that those who refuse to take the COVID vaccine won't have, quote, freedom to move around and will have to continue to wear masks. Question, how much stress is this inflicting on populations? 
what the research shows from the American Psychological Association. Quote, stress weakens the immune system. From that report, researchers noted the lack of social support has been reported in all their research as a primary risk factor for depression. Not surprisingly, lonely people have more psychological stress or experience it more intensely. And that stress, in turn, suppresses their immune system. Depression may both reflect a lack of social support and or cause someone to withdraw from social ties. Again, both can be stressful and hurt the body's ability to fight infection. No surprise. It's truly perplexing that even at this late hour, so much of the population is still clinging to the completely false notion that the power structure is implementing all the draconian CV-19 measures to protect the public health and welfare. Any such conclusion couldn't be further from the verifiable facts, but such shocking facts can only be discovered by those that have summoned the courage to actually investigate. The so-called official narratives on so many subjects amount to deception on a level that can't truly be comprehended. Consider this recent quote from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. These government agencies, he stated, are orchestrating obedience. This is not the product of democracy. It is the product of a pharmaceutical-driven biosecurity agenda that will enslave the entire human race and plunge us into dystopian nightmare where the apocalyptic forces of ignorance and greed will be running our lives and ruining our children and destroying all the dreams and dignity that we hope to give our children. Robert F. Kennedy is an extremely honorable and valiant human being, but I can only hope that Mr. Kennedy and other valiant truth-tellers will also consider the background factor of unfolding abrupt biosphere and environmental collapse, which is the core factor fueling the now completely out-of-control power structure actions. If there was no CV-19 scenario, if it had never happened, we were already circling the drain. Collapse was already here and completely unavoidable at this point. Again, the example I have given repeatedly in the past, the human race is comparable to the occupants of a car that has crashed through the guardrail, is sailing through the air toward the bottom of the canyon. Fixing the brakes now doesn't matter. We are going to the bottom of the canyon. The question now is, will anyone survive that trip? In order to understand what we face and why, in order to understand what is unfolding and why, we must look at the entire picture, and not enough are doing that. The background of climate and environmental collapse is fueling everything else, the core of which is total power structure desperation and they do what they do not for the greater good they do it for their own self-preservation they think again that they have the right to decide who survives that ride to the bottom of the canyon and who doesn't and they do not have that right how much has the cv19 scenario accomplished for the controllers no public demonstrations no access to agencies or so-called elected officials weakening of public's physical and psychological health, controlling all public movement and activity, and much, much more. More which is far worse. The bottom line, again, those in power have unleashed their most aggressive actions ever to address their long-standing concerns about overpopulation. Why isn't the truth getting out? Because those who control the printing of money, as I stated earlier, from thin air, control the media. Thus, they control the narrative. The money printers also control the pharmaceutical industrial complex. 
Let's combine the two. Consider that the single most prolific corporate media advertiser is the medical industrial complex. And remember, the few controllers at the top couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. That equation must be overturned or we have no chance. Consider this headline. One trillion in wealth gained by the 651 U.S. billionaires since March. Not going to do them much good in the very near future. That amount, by the way, is more than it would cost to send a stimulus check of $3,000 to every one of the roughly 330 million people in the U.S. But even if the billionaires would have chosen to engage in such a benevolent act, would that stop what's coming? No. Back to CB19. Again, the power structure response to unfolding climate and biosphere collapse. Here's another headline from last week. The FDA announced on Tuesday that two trial participants have died after receiving their coronavirus vaccine, according to Reuters. More from that report, the FDA also announced that there is currently not enough research to guarantee the vaccine safety for immunocompromised groups, pregnant women, and children. I want to stop for a moment to consider an element called a prion. Question. Could vaccines and prions be connected? How many know what a prion is? The following is a definition of a prion from medicinenet.com. Prion, a small, proteinaceous, infectious, disease-causing agent that is believed to be the smallest infectious particle of all. A prion is neither bacterial, nor fungal, nor viral, and contains no genetic material. The bottom line with prions is this. They are ticking time bombs that can lay latent for extended periods of time before they are triggered and then begin to wreak havoc in a life form. Mad cow disease and Crutchfield-Jacobs disease in humans are but two examples. How many power structure funded labs have long since been conducting research on and experiments with prions? Again, the smallest infectious particle of all. What are the ramifications? I'll leave that up to the listener to decide, because for me to do otherwise is to invite total censorship of this entire broadcast. From NBCNewYork.com and other sources, signs of waking up, and not a moment too soon. Here's the headline, quote, more than half of the Fire Department of New York firefighters won't get vaccinated, union poll suggests. From that report, Uniform Firefighters Association President Andrew Ansbro said of the 2,053 firefighters surveyed in recent days, roughly 55% said they would not get the vaccine. Now, a wave of completely experimental CV-19 vaccinations are suddenly flooding from every single player in the big pharma industrial complex. And we're suddenly being told they're all great, all effective, all safe. Reach into the bag and take your pick. Which jab do you want? Oh, and by the way, every single big pharma company involved has been given total blanket legal immunity for any and all death and injury their, quote, warp speed concoctions cause. Question. How many are so exhausted, so confused, so scared that they're now on autopilot, now just subconsciously accepting the constant stream of disinformation being pumped out by the power structure controlled weapon of mass distraction, the corporate media. Another headline, ex-Pfizer head of respiratory research, Dr. Michael Yeadon, demands halt to current CV-19 vaccine study model. The report states Dr. Yeadon demanded 
that the study should not be continued until a study design is available that is suitable to address the significant safety concerns expressed by an increasing number of renowned scientists against the vaccine and the study design. In last week's Global Alert News broadcast, I played an audio recording from Fox News' Laura Ingram that was very damning to the official CV-19 narrative. It seemed that the Fox directors were not ready for the truth bomb that was dropped by an honest and highly credentialed medical doctor who had courage and integrity. Unfortunately, Geoengineering Watch had to cut this recording out of the geoengineeringwatch.org YouTube post so to avoid any potential repercussions from YouTube. But here's the headline for the Fox News episode in question. Quote, renowned scientist tells Laura Ingram the COVID-19 vaccine is, quote, downright dangerous and will send you, quote, to your doom, end quote. I'm only quoting the headline relating to the Fox News broadcast. The public has a right to hear that broadcast. The expert on the Fox News program, again, the Ingram, Laura Ingram show, was Dr. Sucharit Bhakti. After Dr. Bhakti made these statements, he was abruptly taken off air with Ingram stating that they would bring Dr. Bhakti back on the air at a later date. Has that happened? What do you think? All the power structure controlled corporate media prostitute cowards do exactly as they're told. All should be held legally and morally accountable for their participation in the cover-up of countless controller atrocities. The CV-19 gain-of-function characteristic that allowed it to jump to humans was engineered. Peer-reviewed science study from 2015 proves this. Labs in the U.S. and China participated. Dr. Anthony Fauci and the National Institute of Health funded millions into this research. A total of 7.4 million was from the National Institute of Health. And how many self-proclaimed patriotic Americans won't even summon the courage to investigate this fact? This should be the front-line dialogue in this entire scenario. CV-19, again, is a power structure response to Earth's collapsing life support systems. Biosphere collapse has always been the bottom line in this equation. Short of a complete course correction by the human race, we are nearing the end of the road. On that note, more headlines from last week. This one from Rolling Stone. Subtitle, How Climate Change is Ushering in a New Paradigm. The main headline is this. A warming world is expanding the range of deadly diseases and risking an explosion of new zoonotic pathogens from the likes of bats, mosquitoes, and ticks. You won't see Rolling Stone acknowledging the experimentation with all these life forms as vectors for the spread of disease. And this kind of experimentation has been going on at Biolabs all over the globe for decades. It's not nature being bad that we face. It's much, much darker than that. Back to biosphere collapse, because that is the bottom line. In last week's broadcast, I made mention of the looming possibility of a world without clouds, a superheated Venus-like world, our world, Earth. This is the track we're on. From numerous science sources, this, quote, simulations show radiation changes cause sea-covering clouds to break up, i.e. marine layers. From that report, stratocumulus clouds are extremely sensitive to changes in long-wave infrared radiation. The tendency of clouds to dissipate with high levels of CO2 indicates solar geoengineering is not a fail-safe option to cool the planet. It might work to buy some additional time, but after a certain point, the climate could rapidly warm once the clouds are gone. The model climate rapidly and dramatically then warms. Guess what? We're there. The climate engineering card was played 70 years ago. It has done nothing but drive more nails into our collective coffins. It is 
derailed Earth's life support systems. It has decimated the ozone layer without which we all die. Question, how is it possible that so few notice how incredibly intense the sun is, even near the winter solstice as we are now? It's scorching trees, scorching leaves, foliage. How many are completely oblivious to the dead leaves that now hang on so many trees for such long periods until the wind blows them off. And that's not just the intense UV radiation, by the way. As I stated in previous broadcasts going back a month or more, when specific fall rains come, even if the temperatures never really got cold, after those rains, we see the leaves on many deciduous trees die and hang on those trees, and that is not nature. That is not from the normal, natural, seasonal, cyclical release of those leaves by the abscission hormone. Something else is going on, and it appears for nearly 10 years in certain fall rains, there is a defoliant included in the cloud seeding operations that causes this effect. And for those that roll their eyes and walk away from any such notion without any investigation, consider that the U.S. military industrial complex was defoliating entire jungles over a half century ago. You don't think they have the capability to do that now? They absolutely do, and they are. Take a look around. Look at all the dead leaves hanging on the trees that will hang there all winter if they're in a location that's sheltered where the wind doesn't blow those leaves off. That is not nature. We have no idea what's in any particular rainfall mix, but I would stay out of the rain. That is my advice to you. Stay out of the rain. It is absolutely toxic with elements known and unknown. And our lab tests prove this. Our extremely expensive atmospheric testing has proved this. More of this will be revealed in the film, The Dimming. We've already revealed some of it in the 12-minute segment of The Dimming posted on the whole page of geoengineeringwatch.org right now. So back to the headline just covered. The possibility of a soon-to-be superheated, cloudless, lifeless ball of rock that was once a thriving planet, a.k.a. planet Earth. Climate engineering, more than any other single factor, is decimating the planet's ability to make clouds. It's destroying the ozone layer. That's killing plankton, which are exposed to the now extreme UV radiation because they have to feed in the upper layers of the water column because they have to photosynthesize. Plankton produce elements that help to create the marine layer that helps to keep the oceans cool. When the oceans superheat and become lifeless and dead, which they are becoming by the day right now, we're done. That's simple. The same processes of climate engineering are the single greatest factor with the forest burn downs. Again, ozone layer destruction, which is frying foliage, toxic rain, killing root systems, cutting off precipitation from regions like the U.S. West Coast, ionizing the atmosphere, making it more electrically conductive, which creates more lightning, more lightning strikes, more fires. From every imaginable direction, the incendiary dust that is the climate engineering element, starting with aluminum that coats foliage and the forest floor. As the forests burn, less clouds. Again, forests also help to produce cloud cover. The planet is losing its ability to produce clouds. When that happens, we are done. And climate engineering so much at the core of all of it. The military-industrial complex is treating the atmosphere and Earth's life support systems like the pharmaceutical-industrial complex is treating global populations, guinea pigs, And for those that choose to walk away from such conclusions without a moment's investigation because they tell themselves that those in power, quote, wouldn't do this to themselves, please, please wake up and consider how much those in power have done to themselves already over how many decades. The detonation of over 2,000 nuclear bombs, which has contaminated everything on the planet. The building of even more nuclear plants. Now there's about 60 under construction when one, Fukushima, triple nuclear 
volcano with no end in sight and no technology to fix it may be an extinction level event all by itself if other elements don't do the job first, which on the current course will be the case. Those at the top of the power structure pyramid are not sane. And psychoanalysis tells us this. Their common thread is that they have no comprehension of the consequences of their actions, even to themselves. That's why we're in this position. Another headline from last week. Current pace of action on climate change is, quote, unthinkable. State ex-UN climate leaders. No, what's even more unthinkable is that these so-called experts won't acknowledge the climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, in the equation. Make no mistake, governments around the globe have long since taken action. They have either actively or passively engaged in the climate engineering insanity to try to keep business as usual as long as possible, even at the cost of killing the planet, our host, in the process. Another headline from last week, double bomb cyclone slams Alaska, bombogenesis explodes in New England, and explosive cyclogenesis buries Alps in meters of snow. The report states it's not even winter, and we're experiencing extreme stormy blizzards and cyclonic depressions in most parts of the world. It's as if we had entered a, quote, geologic timescale of weather warfare. Now, this report certainly got that part right. It is absolutely weather warfare. It's engineered weather warfare. Welcome to Engineered Winter Weather Whiplash. Search the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. This is hard science with patents and government documents. How many have not stopped to think about the fact that so many so-called winter storms of the U.S. now originate in the record warm Gulf of Mexico? How in the world is that possible? Because the clouds are seeded with patented processes of chemical ice nucleation that create a cold dense layer in the ground, create some frozen precipitation in specific locations that the media then sensationalizes to try to make the rest of the world that's descending into total meltdown believe that it's cold somewhere so things can't be all that bad, right? Wrong. Winter storms don't originate from the Gulf of Mexico without a whole lot of climate engineering to go with it. And while all that's going on, what's going on in California? From weather.com, fire danger means power shutoffs possible for over 200,000 California homes and businesses. Report states, with California's fire danger lingering into December, tens of thousands of homes and businesses once again face power shutoffs. Fire season is now a year-round event in Northern California. Our summers used to be four months at most without rain. Now it's seven and eight months. And climate engineering is at the core of this scenario from so many directions, as I mentioned earlier in this broadcast. Am I in geoengineeringwatch.org stating that weather cataclysms and wildfires wouldn't occur without climate engineering? Of course not. What we're saying is that climate engineering operations are a core factor in the radically escalating weather climate cataclysms, and there can be no legitimate discussion of weather or climate anything from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering onslaught. Speaking of which, this report was issued from Scientific American last week. Quote, newly identified jet stream pattern could imperil global Food supplies could, may, might. No could, may, might is and already has and will continue to at an ever-accelerating pace. This Scientific American article states, a new study finds a 20-fold, 20 times, 2,000%, by the way, increase in the risk of simultaneous heat waves in major crop-producing regions when the pattern is in place. What pattern? The pattern the climate engineers put in place. Global climate engineering operations are the crown jewel weapon of total control for the military-industrial complex, the weapon by which they can decimate and debilitate populations without those populations even knowing 
that they are under siege. In a moment, more of the latest breaking reports from the front lines on the issues that pose the greatest and most immediate threat to all of us, issues on which our collective fate most depends. First, my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and to help turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for your help with sounding the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 279, December 12th. 2020 in this broadcast bad news lots of it but it's critical information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course this commercial free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org this news hour is broadcast throughout northern california on 1670 am 104.9 fm and 105.7 fm saturday mornings from 6 to 7 am sunday morning same time slot repeat broadcast KQMS Radio, which hosts this broadcast, is the largest news talk radio show north of Sacramento. Our broadcast is also aired on the East Coast, the PRN Radio Network, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch awareness raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Again, a picture is worth a thousand words as the proverb goes these printed materials are the most exceptional key to the door to waking people up we make them available at what amounts to a slight loss just to get them into circulation that is our only goal those in the reading area of shasta county can pick up free geoengineeringwatch.org materials from the vitamin section at orchard nutrition and this announcement on a very powerful ally in the fight to expose and halt climate engineering the gym fair group Jim Fair, G-E-M-F-A-I-R-E, has a geoengineeringwatch.org awareness booth that supplies free geoengineeringwatch materials to any that attend their event. There is a Jim Fair event going on right now in Santa Barbara, California. Started yesterday, ends tomorrow at the Earl Warren Showgrounds. Show up, show your support, get the materials you need to wake others around you while there's still time to make a difference. Next week in Santa Rosa, California, December 18th through December 20th, Sonoma County Fairgrounds. Again, go to the geoengineeringwatch.org booth, get free materials, help us to sound the alarm. Let's get back to more headlines because there's far too many to cover even in this commercial-free hour. More wake up. More pushback. This headline from last week. California sheriff slams Governor Newsom's dictatorial lockdowns. Sheriff says won't be blackmailed, bullied, or used as muscle to enforce. This report is from multiple sources. The report states the sheriff of California's fourth largest county has slammed Governor Newsom over the most recent COVID-19 lockdown orders and says that his department won't be, quote, blackmailed, bullied, or used as muscle against residents during the pandemic. In response to this, Governor Newsom later stated that he would be quote, withholding federal and state funding from counties who did not enforce the orders. Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco called out Newsom's, quote, dictatorial attitude toward California residents, while Newsom himself is dining in luxury, traveling, keeping his business open, and sending his kids to in-person private schools. And to all of this, Sheriff Chad Bianco called it, rightfully so, extremely hypocritical. Sheriff Bianco went on to say that, quote, ironically, it wasn't that long ago. Our same governor, Mr. Newsom, loudly and publicly argued how wrong it was for the president of the United States to withhold federal funding from states not complying with federal laws, end quote. So while governments, including our own, are threatening the arrest of anyone who dares leave their home, how is the pharmaceutical industrial complex being treated by the power structure? 
From the UK Independent and other sources, this report from last week, coronavirus vaccine, colon, Pfizer given protection from legal action by UK government, which already includes our own government, as I stated earlier in this broadcast. From that report, Pfizer's UK boss refuses to explain why they need total legal immunity from any death and injury their product causes. And it's not just Pfizer. It's all of Big Pharma. And it's not just all of Big Pharma. It's anybody that has anything to do with these concoctions. Those who make the injections, those who transport the injections. Nobody is liable for anything in this entire scenario. And for the record, this excerpt from this report. In a press conference with journalists on Wednesday, Ben Osborne, Pfizer's UK managing director, refused to explain why the company needed an indemnity, in other words, total legal legal immunity. He further said, quote, we're not actually discussing any of the details around any of the aspects of the agreement and specifically around the liability clauses. Total secrecy in the medical industrial complex and the military industrial complex. What Kennedy tried to expose and was taken out for it. He's the last occupant of the White House again to truly draw a line in the sand with those in power. From RTTV and other sources, creator of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine says jab needs time to make impact and life won't return to normal until next winter. If you believe that statement, you need to do a lot more investigating because you are completely detached from reality. The lead scientist behind the coronavirus vaccine being developed jointly by Pfizer and BioNTech has cautioned that it won't have an immediate effect on case numbers and it may be a year before normalcy returns. It's all mass deception. We're drowning in a sea of it. If you think normalcy is going to return in one year or five years or ten years, you need to wake up. The former paradigm is done, gone, not coming back. We'll be lucky if we're here in five years. And that's a mathematical, statistical fact. And if you don't believe it, I don't care. I can't do anything about that. I can't make you investigate. But I'm asking you to. I'm asking you to consider the fact that if we stand together, we could yet possibly salvage some part of Earth's life support system so that someone might make it through. And this Pfizer executive is right about this. A lot can happen in a year. Remember what I brought up about prions earlier in this broadcast. Research what they are, what they've been experimented for, and their potential effect and ramification if they are a part of this mix. Consider that. Let's get back to the underlying factor, the background factor that I brought up at the beginning of this broadcast that is ultimately fueling everything we face, every challenge, every scenario that's being forced upon us. The collapse of Earth's life support systems. This report issued last week from many sources. Earth just notched its warmest November as 2020 closes in on the record for the hottest year. Also, from this report, global warming's influence grows despite the presence of a cooling influence in the tropical Pacific. They're speaking of the La Nina. Scientists have stated that the average global temperature during November of this year beat the former all-time warmest November by a large margin. And this happened in spite of the ongoing La Nina event, which, again, normally helps cool the overall global temperatures. Planets in total meltdown. And these records are being broken in spite of the fact that official high temperatures are being radically underreported. Not overreported, underreported. 
And where's the most anomalously less warm region over the last eight years running consistently? The eastern half of the U.S. lower 48, the most populated portion of the U.S. And that's why people in some of those regions wonder how it could be so, because it's often between record warm temperatures. There's some record surface cold, lots of headlines. So they think nothing's wrong anywhere. Couldn't be further from the truth. The eastern half of the U.S. lower 48 is one two hundredth of the Earth's surface area. That's hardly a snapshot of the entire world. About the world, more headlines. Australia's weird weather baffling scientists. This is from last week. It's baffling scientists because they refuse to acknowledge the climate engineering elephant in the equation. And there's this new headline from AccuWeather.com. Quote, early signs point to potential blockbuster northeast snowstorm. This is exactly the scenario I just described. This is what's scheduled. They're not predicting it. This is what's scheduled. From this report, AccuWeather meteorologists are alerting snow lovers and those hoping for a white Christmas about the potential for a possible snowstorm in the northeast around the middle of December. This is the scheduled weather. This is the sensationalized headlines and all the cowards and all these agencies that claim to be experts, meteorologists, they're all reading scripts. And we know they're reading scripts because we know who's making the scripts. Raytheon and Lockheed Martin that do all the modeling for the National Weather Service and NOAA, the two agencies that have a federal gag order on them, an illegal federal gag order, and they pass the script all the way down. That's how meteorologists like our local meteorologists in Northern California at ABC Channel 7 can say days in advance a day will be mostly sunny and on that day there's not a natural cloud in the sky. There's simply the filth being spewed from the climate engineering aircraft that haze out the entire sky. Welcome to geoengineering. Welcome to solar radiation management. And all of it is highly toxic. And think about how much nanoparticulate materials of polymers and aluminum it takes to cover the entire horizon and every bit of it is settling down on all of us. And they are spraying radically off the U.S. West Coast And all that drifts in over us. So even if you can't see the long, linear, particulate dispersions from the aircraft, it is still occurring, it is still in the air, and you're still breathing it in with every breath you take. And all these particulates are highly inflammatory to our respiratory system, which makes us much more susceptible to any and every form of pathogen. Think about that. But wait, some would say, if this was really occurring, someone would tell us, right? The National Weather Service would tell us, right? Last week from multiple sources. National Weather Service proposes limiting data available because of bandwidth shortage. Really, they can't afford a little bit bigger website. Really? Report states now during a year that featured record California wildfires and the busiest Atlantic hurricane season. On record, the Weather Service says it's seeking to throttle back the amount of data its most demanding users can access. Stop making data available. That's why these agencies exist. I've said it on this broadcast over and over and over. So-called governmental agencies of every type, especially those that pretend to be public protection agencies, exist not to protect the public, not to warn the public of potential dangers, but rather to mask those dangers from the public for as long as possible. And now we see same thing happening with the so-called weather service, the script readers that have a federal gag order on them. Now they're going to even limit any data that's available. And we see constantly erased from data sites anything that is very damning and revealing about the climate engineering operations. They are trying to scrub it from every potential source. And now the weather service enters that same category. And at the same time, this headline from last week from multiple sources, quote, should scientists artificially cool the planet to stave off climate catastrophe? Question mark. It goes on for the first heading to say this, what is geoengineering? Question mark. It's everything we already see happening in the skies. 
It's the elephant in the sky that academia refuses to acknowledge. The climate engineers are scheduling a big cool-down for Alaska, Canada, and most of Siberia, while Greenland and the northernmost regions of the Arctic Circle are scheduled to flip back to far above normal temperatures. The planetary meltdown is accelerating rapidly. The engineered winter weather whiplash continues to become ever more extreme. The weather terrorists are forcing the Earth's life support systems far past the breaking point. The geoengineers continue to diminish any flow of rain into Northern California and the U.S. West in general. The Sacramento River is a trickle. Even in December, days of haze-filled, featureless skies are the hallmark of the toxic climate engineering aerosol spraying. Organized and potent storms are now no longer the norm. Rather, drifting masses of toxic cloud cover yields a few showers here and there with the occasional downpour. This is weather warfare, nothing less. The climate engineers control our flow of life-giving rain. They can create drought or deluge. They control the spigot. For almost 20 years, I and geoengineeringwatch.org have desperately tried to sound the alarm, and we need others to help. If not now, then when? There's nothing benevolent in the climate engineering insanity or the CV-19 scenario. Nothing. The power structure seeks only to fulfill its own objectives, which are entirely and completely malevolent. Finally, and thankfully, many are beginning to wake up to the totality and immediacy of what's unfolding and why. Consider this prophetic quote from Morpheus, the character in The Matrix. He said, What you know, you can't explain, but you feel it. You've felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad, end quote. I remember with crystal clarity a moment in 1989 when I was caught up in bumper-to-bumper L.A. traffic. The sun was setting in the west. I was en route to Huntington Harbor to board my boat for a few days of solitary diving with the sea lions at the Channel Islands far offshore, San Clemente Island about 50 miles out to sea, completely detached from the insanity that I found myself immersed in. And at that moment, my conscience was screaming at me that you don't have time for this anymore, Dane. You have responsibilities to the whole, a mission to carry out. And so began a long and arduous journey. Even though the hour is late, collectively, we still have the power to make a difference, to take a quantum leap in the right direction. And I ask, who will summon the courage to face the gathering storm head on? Who's willing to abandon preconception, ideology, and bias, and to conduct honest and objective investigation of the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face, and then join the battle to turn the tide? Who is willing The following quote has been attributed to numerous sources, but what matters is the point it makes. The bravest are surely those who have the clearest vision of what is before them, glory and danger alike, and yet notwithstanding, go out to meet it, end quote. All are needed to help sound the alarm at this most critical hour. Share credible data from a credible source. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigginton with geodreamwatch.org.